Welcome to Dad's Static, episode 35. Today we have my guest, Steve Geyer, uh, stand-up comic and all-around stand-up guy. Hey, hey, Steve, what's up, man? <laughs> How you doing, man? I am good. I'm good. I'm good. We're going to kind of start this over. I think we had a bad connection on one of our ends there for a second. But I got Steve Geyer here with me. Steve's a friend of mine, a comic, um, and um, just, and a pastor as well. Super guy, super family man. Um, I met him several years ago doing a couple comedy shows, but we just kind of kept in touch. And the reason I brought Steve on is Steve has had a, um, a strong, strong connection to the Canadians through comedy in a lot of ways. So I brought Steve on to kind of tell us a little bit about maybe when he started comedy and kind of lead us up real quick to Canada and what's going on and, and, and all the relationships he has up there and you know maybe the state of comedy and state of everything going on in Canada. So if you will, um, go ahead, Steve. Yeah. I uh, is talking about before uh, we started the podcast, you know, my background is doing stand up in the clubs. I started out in 1976 and then uh, came to faith in the early eighties and then, left the club uh the club market uh would gosh it would have been 1986 and then uh went from opening for people like billy crystal and ray Mar- ray romanos and bad and all that to uh you know going on tours with like uh i'm gonna date myself here but like the garmo and <laughs> key and then uh for him point of grace those kind of things and then the last several years i've just been doing this uh, uh marriage and relationship uh, tour called uh, we, a couple of different names, Couples Night Out and uh, Night to Remember, different comedy shows. And um, been doing a lot of it in Canada because uh, I'm an advocate for World Vision. And so they sponsor the tour in Canada. So I spend right probably the majority up until 29 or 2020 on my last tour was uh, February 2020. And was up in Canada and came home and then COVID hit and then I uh, haven't been back to Canada since. So right. it's, uh, it's kind of sad up there right now. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's very interesting. You were, were you, did you already have um, kind of a tour, another tour set up, head back up? Oh yeah. 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 We canceled, we canceled everything. Um, we had two tours. We had a spring tour because my tour finished, the winter tour finished up in February. I was taking March off and then we were going to start the spring tour up in April Wow. And uh, uh, finished that like the first week in May. And then we were going to start the fall tour back up in late September. So, right. yeah, it all got wiped out because they, they were going to move it back, move it back. And then it yeah. just told And so uh, now and I get uh, I, I, I probably, you know, I, I talk to somebody from Canada either by phone or by text. I've been talking to them every day, probably for the last three weeks. And just wow. multiple, I have multiple friends. Yeah, I've, I probably have, uh, you know, over 200 uh, Canadian contacts in my phone right now. So it's, wow. uh, it's very disheartening. Yeah. It, you know, uh, early on when it first, the, uh, the pandemic or ever how people want to term that um, in February, Mar- did, I know a lot of you, you knew you were down here too. You know how the churches were down here. Did the churches kind of do the same thing as they did here? Most of them shut down, but then some tried to stay open. Was it harsher in Canada early on? Because you mainly do a lot of your shows at churches, for a lot, I would think, for the most part. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. They, they shut down. They shut down pretty hard. And then little by little, uh, some brave pastors, especially out west, uh, decided yes. that, hey, look, you know, we will take all the precautions. We'll, 
we'll wear the masks and we'll do all that stuff, but we, we need to assemble together because right. the thing was is that you could go to a liquor store, you could go to a yep. massage parlor, you can go to a tattoo <laughs> shop, yep. you could go to medical marijuana, you couldn't go to church. And so yeah, some brave pastors who were immigrants actually from, from Eastern Europe who were under communist control we're like, mm-hmm. no, you're, you're, you know, I left, I left Eastern Europe for this. Right. So uh, several of them came under arrest uh, and just watching mm-hmm. the press. And I don't know if people realize this, but mm-hmm. the Canadian government actually pays, you know, billions of dollars, millions, if not billions <clears throat> of dollars to, right. um, to their media, like uh, CTV and CBC and all that. That right. is all government funded. Um, and I don't think in America that's abhorrent to us, you know, it's right. usually ad- advertisers, uh, advertising is what, and ratings is what makes the news work. But in Canada, right. it's paid for by the government. And that's right. kind of a shocking thing when, when, when I share that with people on state side, mm-hmm. they're like, you know, that sounds crazy and go, yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, I I had, uh, I didn't know it was quite to that level. I you know I didn't even know what the major networks were that are essentially state run media. It sounds like it's uh, CBC and I guess CTV I, and and I guess there's some other maybe. But um, you know here um, you know speaking of I guess we're going to free speech a little bit. Um, uh, you know we have here yeah we all say that CNN and MSNBC and all these people are all you know you know handlers for the are being handled by the government which. I think a lot of ways it's they have become state run TV as well, but we do have alternatives and, uh, and, uh, a great deal of them. We have podcasters that are, that have a massive influence. We have some news channels, a lot of streaming channels that do provide a lot of dissenting opinion. Thank goodness. Um, but still not enough. It needs to continue to grow, um, with the censorship that we see. But um, is it the, how difficult is it to have dissenting opinion? I've heard of the Rebel News and I've heard of a few others. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of people doing live recordings at these protests and things like that. The individuals on social media platforms. But is it is it just difficult? Are they just trying to control any other dissenting opinion, period? Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, Ezra Levant, the, uh, the Rebel News, their news crews were being right. um, uh, you know, basically brutalized by the police and intimidated and physically yeah. removed and everything. So they, they definitely go after them. Yeah. Uh, I've seen, I, I saw the girl, I saw the lady, uh, she's French Canadian, but she got shot point blank range with a tear gas canister. I saw that. Oh yeah. And then the other ones, they were bullying cameramen. They were like grabbing their gear and stuff. And so what's, what you might find interesting is that my, te- most of my text threads, to my friends in Canada are the news that they can't get. And like right. I was showing them stuff. There was a man, uh, Sab- uh, I think his name is um, Sabata Vivi, was a, a trucker who um, right. peacefully got out of his truck. He's, he's an immigrant from Eastern Europe. He said, I, I don't speak French. I'm going to get it. Gets out of his truck, kneels down, puts his head behind his back. And it's and I have friends that are actually on the ground that are on there in Ottawa, I can't. Obviously, I can't share their names because they're sure. terrified, right? terrified of uh, state ret- or federal retribution. Yes. But there's this video of him just being kneed repeatedly in the chest and everything. And uh, it's, it was awful. And so I sent that to friends in eastern Canada, western Canada, mid, you know, in Alberta, Saskatchewan, <clears throat> all the way out to BC. And they were devastated. They said, 
they have not seen that. So I've been sharing with them wow. the stuff that we have access to. And they're like going, there is nobody on Canadian television saying the other side. It's all, mm-hmm. you know, these are violent people. And, and the, the crazy right. thing is that, you know, if you look just comparison here, you look at the way that, you know, the BLM and the Antifa and riots, you know, right. everybody kind of went home, right? Well, they're not prosecuting those people. Now in Canada, if you were part of the protest, if you supported it, one lady uh, out west who sent $50 so they yeah. could have fuel so they wouldn't freeze in her truck, they froze all our assets. And so now the government is freezing assets and, um, uh, you know, from, from hard accounts to bit, which right. Uh, uh, legally they're not supposed to be able to do that and so you right. have people who who were just being a part of it who showed up to show support now gutting their um, their online footprint they're you know they're gutting their social media accounts because they don't want to be hunted down and tracked down by the um, yeah. by the feds and that's frightening it is an absolutely sure frightening thing and what's what's amazing is is that people here in America think it's good and the very defundable are the ones yes. yelling now and supporting the police. It's like, wait a minute, you can't, you really can't have it both ways here. You know, you can't yeah. defund the police and then cheer them on when they're crushing something that you oppose. So um, it's exactly. a, it's a mess. It's a mess, Timothy. I'll tell you the um, yeah. in the heartache of the people that I talk to. I have um, I have several friends, and, and seriously, they're like, we're thinking about coming down. Can we stay at your house till we find something? I'm like. I'm going to have a house full, you know, but it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying what they're going through. It is. It, it, it's, it's mind boggling. I heard something that I was listening to a podcast. I think it was the, it's the, it's the, uh, I can't remember his name. It's conservative reporter or something The Dershowitz or Horowitz is his name. He is yeah. a really, really good podcast. And he had mentioned that he's like, Hey, some of these, these red state governors up there on the border, they need to be Hey, if we're going to, you know, asylum is for people who are persecuted for political religious reasons. So exactly right. can't we take people, can't we take people, put them in asylum? Hey, we, you know, I don't know what the guys is for allowing, you know, hundreds of thousands of people just to roll through our borders and uh, really very little, you know, cross-referencing and checking and who knows what's coming across down there for people that aren't really seeking asylum. They're not being persecuted down there, but you know, can't we do it for the right reasons? Hey, let's let them come here. We'll give them some asylum in some places here if they're being per, uh, politically persecuted. Heck, this, if this was going on in, uh, I heard somebody, I think she was Indian or Pakistani lady yesterday, said if this kind of stuff, these protests were going on in India, if they were going in Pakistan, Iraq, or whatever, or even to Cuba. I mean, Canada, the the, the leadership in, in Canada, Trudeau just put out something yesterday. They were in supporting the people who were protesting in Cuba for human yeah. rights. Yet they're yeah. doing the same thing the truckers are doing, but yet you're saying these yeah. are peace. Are you kidding me? I mean, so they talk out of both sides of their mouth. But, you know, when you have a lost, uh, valueless system of people that are leading, then um, this is what happens. And now you've allowed in Canada through emergency powers, emergency action or whatever, they've allowed them to get to this point where they have control. And it's may be a while or very difficult to wrest this control back. And, um, yeah, it's, yeah, and you, and you know, well, history history shows us once people are given control, they they they, they rarely voluntarily give it back. Yeah, and yeah. so there's going to have to be some, you know, 
you know, the more conservative members of yeah. the Canadian government are going to have to start getting louder and louder and get their message out. And, yep. you know, it's, um, it, uh, it's, it's, it's just funny. It's, it's crazy how I've learned. I don't know all their names, but I know all the, the major players on the conservative side. I know Candace mm-hmm. Bergen is one of them. And the guy that has kind of has the glasses, it kind of slick back a little bit. He's conservative. I don't know his name, but these guys are strong conservative voices. And those guys, they got to get that out because there's too many people in Canada that are brainwashed by this media. That's that's a huge problem. Yeah, it is. And for them to be able to get alternative sources, uh, you know, when I send them, and all I'm sending them is Fox, sending, you know, any like you know right wing extremist uh, podcast or anything. Yeah. I'm just doing like mainstream news, and you know, people. It's funny, the people that criticize Fox are the people that never watch it. You know, I've, I watch CNN. I watch CNBC. And, you, you, MSNBC. I watch you need can't to. Help it. You need to you watch need it. To. You need to watch it. And, and if you travel for a living, you can't help it. That's what's on in the airport, you know? Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. the people that, you know, that hate, oh, I hate Fox News. Have you ever watched it? I don't need to. Yeah, but yeah exactly. that's, that's a great idea. Make up your mind about something you've never investigated. That's a good idea. Exactly. Exactly. But that's, that's the thing that we're struggling with there is that in Canada is that the narrative is uh, one person, and I've got friends on the ground, um, like I said, who are hiding. <laughs> but I had a guy who sent me some video too, um, I, and I can never share it because, you know, they can trace it back to him. But yeah. the, the, remember talking about the swastikas and all that? There was one guy. Exactly. This derelict guy who had a, a swastika like, and they ran him off and they said, this guy is not part of us. And mm-hmm. so all that stuff, yet you hear them say, it's like, oh, these people are awful and all that. It's like, I, you know, when you look at buildings that were burned down and businesses that were looted compared to kids jumping on bouncy houses, I think exactly. the protests were a little different, you know? Yeah, just but a they, little bit. Yeah, and they paint them out to be these redneck, dumb, MAGA. And it's like, they're not, they're not, these people are not Trump supporters. They're Canadians. Yeah. So it's amazing how vitriol, what vitriol and how vitriolic it has become because mm-hmm. no one can even have a common conversation. And, um, right. And you talk, you talk about the brainwashing too. I'll tell you, brother, when I, I had an interesting conversation the other day, I was talking to a friend of mine who is, good guy but he and i do not see eye eye on political things and i said oh someone that he knew didn't know well but knew the name i said hey man be praying for and i said uh, the wife's name i said um you know her husband just passed away and his first his first comment to me wasn't oh man that's so sad or you know what happened or anything this first comment was was he vaccinated oh my gosh now yeah. Now, Timothy, here's the thing. The guy died of a suicide. The guy mm-hmm. was so despondent that he killed himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I said, hey, would you pray for it? And I said the name. Wife. And I said, because, you know, and I said his name has uh, died suddenly. Was he, was he vaccinated? And yeah. I thought, you jerk. And it's yeah. like, you know, I mean. And so yeah. that's how it's become. And it's really become, you know, it's kind of like when Christians, you know, and I think good naturedly when someone right. says, hey, you know, my, my uncle died. Well, did he know Jesus? You know, yeah. maybe that shouldn't be our first response. Maybe our first response would be, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. Is there anything I can do? Exactly. Um, you know, man, I'm so sorry. Um, man, I'll be praying for the family. 
but mm. this whole this whole thing has become a religion and so i think there's this yeah. religion there's an anti uh you know atheism is a religion you know you can't yep. prove it but they believe it so it, it the atheism is a, is a atheism is a, is a religion without god and christianity is a religion uh, uh for god or believe a belief in god right. so and, yeah. and all the science, you know, everybody said, trust the science. No, I trust Jesus. I, I, I need to see data. If you want me to, be, if you want me to believe mm-hmm. in the science, show me the data. God, I, I, yes. I believe without seeing science, I need to see to believe, you know, but yeah. that's, and again, that's what they're doing. And that's what they're doing in Canada, man. It is absolutely nonsensical. And I've had, I've had people calling me up and asking me, Hey, can, you know, when can we book you in Canada? And I go, well, I can't come in. Oh yeah. They're open to border. I said, well, I'm not vaccinated. Exactly. Like, I go, yeah, I'm not vaccinated. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So I can't. And here's the crazy thing. While I'm yep. up there, I'm advocating. First of all, I'm helping people in their marriages. Second of all, I'm ad- advocating for children in the third world. And it's like, yeah, you can't do that. You can't do, you cannot help people, Steve, because you yep. can take the, the jab. So, yeah, it, I'm on, I, yeah, I got you. the world. That's I'm on the board. I'm on, I'm on board with you right now, 100%. And, you know, I don't, um, we're in the same boat we're, we, we've got friends and I'm okay. If you want to get the jab, you don't want to get the sure, jab. Absolutely. Yeah. We're not, we're not jabbed. We don't care about it. We're not getting it. And we're in the same boat, but I got close friends, got family that happened. That's fine. But, um, uh, but it kind of goes back to the brainwashing. Now we're on, we're a couple of steps behind Canada, but we have leaders here that would be more than happy to, like you said, to defund the police group, uh, the fact, the people who were applauding a governor in Washington state, a Seattle mayor who was the Chaz in the chop shop. They, they were using GoFundMe to raise money for the people that were, or whatever was going on in that place. They're fine with all of that, destroying property. You know, people were dying just trying to protect their property, whatever it may be. You know, you have this absolutely protest going on. And then if you want to try to help them, you know, it's obviously we, hey, we're, we join each other again. Sorry about that, buddy. <laughs> hey, it's okay. No hey, worries, it's okay. Hey, it's all, hey, it's way, it's way, to, maybe the CCP is trying to shut us down. I don't know. Who knows? Hey, um, <laughs> but um, they probably are. But um, yeah, you're talking about the, uh, I, who knows where I, where I dropped because I was actually talking. I don't even know what I was talking about, but just the brainwashing that's going on uh, in the, the nonsensical way that the, the truckers are going, uh, having to have mandates to go back and forth the northern border, but in, in Mexico, everybody can come in and, and all everybody is totally fine with that. No one has to be tested. No one has to be t- proven they have a shot. Nothing. No. But they allow that to go on. But yeah, we're taking liberties away from people completely. And now people are scared. In Canada, no less, we're, you know, the most peaceful, fun-loving, hockey-loving that America looks at Canada is like, hey, just about a ho- bunch of hockey fans and the Blue Jays are up there. And that's what they think. And that's what we – how beautiful and cold it is. Outside of that, and now they are – they're losing rights almost like down to – it seems like it's going to keep going down. I, you know, we hope for a big change, but they have been brainwashed and now are essentially tricked into having a leader who does not care about them in many ways. And open, openly stated that, you know, he's probably seen that the interview where they asked him what nation he most admired or what, what oh, country he most yes. admired. And, and, and he oh says China. God. And he says China, he said, because even though they are a dictatorship, right? Yes, said, yes. Know, they, can, they can turn their economy on a dime. Well, that's exactly what he's doing. He is turning, yep. he's turning their economy on a dime. And what I think this kind of goes against what 
the common in, in the church, there's a lot of, there's a lot of weakness in the church right now. Everybody's trying to go along to get along and. Yeah. Oh yeah. Enough. And it's that, it's that, it's that mission creep where all of a sudden it's like, well, we're going to be this or we're going to be that. And, you know, we just want to be, you know, we just want to love everybody. It's like, you know what, exactly. every now and then you got to flip a table or two and yes. Canada has gone along to get along and this is where they are. And now all of a sudden, people are waking up to it mm -hmm. and they're like here's like because you didn't speak up because you were exactly. so afraid of being called a name or mm -hmm. you know that you know you're a racist or you're this or you're that or you right. hate poor people it's like no i just i socialism and communism has never worked it never right. has it never will and everybody's like, yeah, but we're going to do it differently. No, you're not. Because you're not. when the leaders are like, oh, we're all, we're all not irritates me. But here's somebody who is just, you know, who came on the scene in, in Congress, who is all about socialism and the working man all of a sudden is now flying first class and driving a Tesla and all that. So it's like, it, you know, power corrupts. It always does. Money corrupts. Sure does. And so all these people who are supposedly so into that stuff why do they have three or four houses why mm -hmm. um you know <laughs> why do they have drivers and you and i have to uh, drive ourselves you know so it doesn't make yeah. sense but you know people will dismiss us as being you know uneducated and everything and it's like well i'd rather be a fool for jesus man amen I'm good hey man hey the I'm reason good. i'm doing it, I've, I've never done a podcast before and yeah i started I don't know, two and a half months ago, not having a clue what I was doing, but just like you, man, I just started getting a little bit angry. And I talked to mm -hmm. uh, a comedian friend. Uh, you probably know John, you know, John Branion or met him. Yeah, or you yeah, probably know know who John. he is. Funny dude. John is funny dude. Funny dude. And he, he likes to, he likes to upset the apple cart a little bit. Cause that's what he does. He essentially for comedy, mm -hmm. he's the guy that kind of turn comes in and turns a couple of tables over. And, uh, well, and I like right, that and, about him. And that's the problem with comedy. Now. Some, you know you haven't been on the road much and they said have you left comedy i said no comedy left me yeah you know when you look true. at jimmy kimmel and all these people they, 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 yeah. you know there's a difference between laughter and clapter yeah and they're going after clapter they're they're saying all the right things they're not edgy they're not bold and i'll tell you yeah. the boldest comic out there is uh is dave Chappelle. dave yeah Chappelle no doubt it's like he's throwing heat and you know i may not always like some of his language and stuff, but hey, he's telling the truth. And now you got comics like Bill, who, yeah, who has been a liberal Democrat his entire career, all of a sudden is like waking up and trying to make sense. And people say, "Oh, well, he's always been a right, right winger. He's always been a oh, a, yeah. uh, you know." And it's hilarious. And so, and I know comics. I have friends in L.A. who are keeping their head low. And I'm like, guys, you know, it's that old, um, it's that old uh, poem that the uh, that that German Lutheran pastor wrote in the was it 1930s where he said, you know, when they came for the socialists, I didn't say anything because I wasn't a socialist. They came for the communists and I didn't say anything because I wasn't a communist. And then they came for the Jews and I didn't say anything because I wasn't a Jew. And then they came for me and there was nobody to speak for me. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like what a, what a powerful point. It's, it's to realize that whole you know if you look at the new york times which is you know of course they're such a conservative all <laughs> newspaper but the new york times comes out and basically says the cdc has been lying and withholding information 
yep. now yeah, just came you out. watch yep. people. Yeah, and, and now people, and you can tell it's a religion because people are themselves to try do the same thing they did when the John Hopkins study came out. They try to pick it apart. And it's like, no, it is what it is. And this, yep. when you have people say, well, even after the mandate's over, I'm going to wear a mask, then it is your religion. Mm-hmm. You, sure have, you have drunk the Kool-Aid. And we, yes. we maybe are a cross around our neck, but you were, you know, you, you were you a were mask. You were That's an ornament. Difference. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, it, it, yeah. it just, uh, I laugh and, and, I, and I really almost want to cry when I see people driving down the road. You've seen it by themselves with a mask around their face. Mask on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mask on. And I've seen it work. A mask, triple mask, and then have this, this clear welder's mask thing. It flips down over it. I'm like, my God. Gosh, what happened to you? You're like Darth Vader, practically. You're walking around, but you just might as well have like an acetylene torch with you. It's just like, what are you doing? You're just, and it's not, you know, some people also wear it as a, a part of their wardrobe. It matches their shoes or it matches oh, yeah. their yeah. belt. I'm like, what yeah. are you doing? It's just, oh, it's, it's just amazing. But, but like you said, as comedy goes, um, Dave Chappelle, I agree with you. I mean, thank goodness. I just read an article. Um, he was getting heat by people from net that work at Netflix, Netflix. Net, net, we certainly don't agree with a lot of what Netflix puts out there, obviously, but um, he makes them too much money. There's too many people that like him. And exactly. the, the CEO pretty much, pretty much said, forget it. We got four more specials on the way from Dave Chappelle. That's what he, so that's yeah, what blows that's away. Exactly right. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. And that's why, you know, some of the guys that are out there that people know their names, like, you know, maybe a Jim Brewer or a Rob Schneider, you do hear those guys yeah. speaking out. And you know yeah. what? They've probably got more faint. They're going to develop more of a following, a stronger following by standing yeah. oh, up and will. speaking. Dave Landau, Stephen Crowder, those guys are out. And here's the thing. When oh, I yeah, Stephen Crowder. Comedy, yeah, Stephen yeah. Crowder. One of, one of the things that in comedy was you didn't, you didn't do comedy to be safe. You, 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 you were Comedy was one of those things was like, man, you're throwing it out there, and it's just laugh at yeah. the ones that you think are funny. Don't laugh at the ones you don't. And if some of them offend you, that's okay. It's free speech, man. And, right. you know, there are other people sitting right next to you that are, are laughing at the joke that you don't like. So it's, it's all subjective. But that's the thing about comedy now. I, I just, I recently did a show uh, up north, uh, just outside of Chicago. And I was like, they said, no, you know, don't talk about this. Don't talk about this. Don't talk about this. Don't talk about this. And I was like, okay. And I wanted to honor their requests and everything. At the end of the night, I, you know, it was a good show. Everybody laughed and they did what they're supposed to do. You know, I yeah. did what I was supposed to do. But at the end of the night, I thought that that was no fun at all. Yeah, there was nothing. It was all. It it, it was like watching Coco Melon. You know, it's like it's entertaining, <laughs> but I didn't learn anything and I wasn't challenged by anything. And and I, I on the way home, I was in the airport and I texted my wife. I said, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Because comedy isn't comedy anymore. It is, it is, uh, you know, it is appeasing and 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 mm-hmm. jokes by attrition. And it's like I, I can't do that. And yeah. so, what I love about Chappelle is he's not trying to be careful. You know, yeah. um, it was be that. funny. It's just be funny. You know, yeah. and that was the thing. Is like if you and, and and that's the thing, man. Uh, when I was doing stand-up in the clubs, it, it wasn't, you know, are you a careful comic? Are you an offensive comic? It was, are you... F- exactly. Whether you're offensive or not, are you funny? You got the gig. 
So comedy needs to be restored because guys like Jimmy Kimmel and, and I used to love watching, uh, I thought um, Jimmy Fallon was actually kind of funny. Um, and Stephen Colbert is actually a very, he's a really bright guy. But when you have Trevor Noah, a guy, about political apartheid. I mean, the guy's from South Africa. He should yep. know about political oppression. That guy, you know, taking a taking a leak on the on the states every night. Man, I'm thinking, you know, kid, you you really need to do your history, you know. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping comedy makes a resurgence. But yeah, it's just, yeah, you know, I, like I agree. I said, I, I'm not leaving comedy. Comedy's leaving me. It's just, yeah. it's a frustration. It's, and a lot of people, I think, feel the same way about that right now, too. I'm sure there's a lot of comics out there. I mean, um, you know, when I started this podcast, I, you know, I was like, oh, you know, beforehand, the pandemic started, I was like, oh, I'll do something that's kind of funny. Then I was like, yeah, you know, this is not turning out to be that funny when I do these podcasts because some of this stuff is just pretty, pretty serious <laughs> yeah. business. I didn't, yeah, I never caught my, business. I never yeah. caught myself even trying to be funny on these things yeah. because I'm yeah. like, I need to let people yeah. know. Too many people don't know the truth, you know? No, that's exactly right. They don't know the truth. And here's the thing, and it, this is attributed to Mark Twain, but I don't know if it's actually his quote, but it's always been attributed to him, that it's easier to, uh, it's easier to fool somebody than to, to convince them that they have been fooled. And that's the thing is like people digging their heels in. Like, you know, I, I get on these, I, you know, I, I post a lot of thought-provoking stuff on uh, Facebook, and then, you know, people will start yeah. commenting, and I'll say, hey, let's, let's take this private. And I go private with them and they can't articulate their side well. They keep, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but I'm not like, no, you know, I, I just, I just asked you to read something. Did you read it? I don't have to. Well, why not? So yeah. it's like, you want me to change my opinion. I read what you sent me and people say, well, you, you know, all you do is listen to Fox News. It's like, no, that is such a minute amount of what is out there. We are inundated. The, the media is, you know, is 90% left-leaning. We yeah. hear it all the time. And that yeah. 10% that we hear that's kind of counters like, hey, you know what, that, that sounds true to me. And it was, yeah. uh, I think it was uh, Michael Knowles who said, you know, he said the only difference between right-wing conspiracies and the truth is about six months. Yeah, that's and about right. It, it's, it's true. And all the stuff with, you know, former candidate Hillary Clinton, all that nonsense and how the media is twisting and turning, trying yeah. to protect her, the, the fall of CNN. Can you yeah. imagine if that were Fox? I mean, it would be all over <laughs> the news. Um, the report yeah, that comes out, yeah, the report, Durham's report comes out. So I, I think it's, I think it's sad that there are so many people who would, who would rather remain fooled than have to, <clears throat> and this, this, this goes back to the ultimate, this is the ultimate, this is the ultimate thing for salvation. Right. When humility, it takes a lot of humility to say, I'm invisible, who, who at one time, 2,000 years ago, became visible, got <laughs> murdered, right. was buried, rose from the dead, and then all of a sudden became invisible all over again. That, that takes a lot. I, I grant you. Uh, that takes a lot of faith, man, and, I, and I'm there. But, you know, it's, it's right. a shame that the, the lack of humility in people and it's like, and when somebody calls me on something, I go, you know, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm, you're right. I, I, I'm always learning. I'm always learning. Yeah. But when people refuse to be humble, it's like, that's when I realize, okay, I can't talk to you. You will not, you will not walk in any kind of humility here. 
And right. my son's uh, my son's a police officer, and I love when people lecture me on police brutality. And I'm like, oh, I, and 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 I one of my 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 favorite things is, you know, when my son was during the BLM riots and all that stuff. You know that, you know, you're a racist and all that stuff. And and, and Timothy, I'm not exaggerating. I, I raised this. I raised him and his sister on missions trips. I literally have more pictures of my son holding children of color than I do of him holding his own children. Yes, and. You know, and it's so it's like I, I had a guy, you know, on he was all over Twitter, F the police this, F the police that. And so I just, yeah. I just, I answered him back. I said, does this include Graham? And all of a sudden, man, I get a DM, dude. I am so sorry. I said, then erase it. I said, delete that crap. I said, when you're saying wow. it, and, and he knows my son, I said, you're talking about my son. He's wow. like, dude, I'm so sorry. I said, thank you. So I was, I was very, I was thrilled about that, you know, that. Yeah, that's, that's that a great, guy, that's a great point. The guy said, oh man, you know what? Yeah, police do have a face. I'm so sorry. I'm way out of line. And, um, but yeah, I just, I just love it when, when people, you know, accuse my son of being a racist and it's like, I, I just know. want to pull out this portfolio, pull up my iPhone and go, that's my son yeah. there. He's in Haiti. Here he is in the Dominican Republic. Here he mm. is in Mexico. This is him and, you know, all the countries that we've been to and just say, here he is. Yeah. Um, Exactly. So, well, I think, I think, I think a lot of the, what's been going on in some of these other countries certainly is reducing, uh, you know, humanity is like everybody is just, there's no face to it. It's just, he's part of a narrative that he's, he's trying to hurt these people. He's trying to, and uh, of course it's all done for a reason. This is, it's a political move to try to, to get people to, um, you know, think one way that think everything uh, as far as, you know, um, we want uh, order. I mean, society has to have order. If not, it's chaos. And and I, it's almost like the the very people that are the farthest left want chaos because when you have chaos or you have emergency powers and act like you do now, or certainly even worse in Canada, you can get a lot of things done that are unlawful toward the the good citizens. And that's what's we, no, that's what we see happening. Exactly right. So no, it's exactly and, right. So exactly yes, right. Exactly what's going on right now, and you know, to kind of you wrap that. I know we need to wrap things up in a minute, but you mentioned something a while ago when when we isolated everyone and we closed the churches and and people stayed home from work and we paid them to stay home. Uh, majority of the people saw just one narrative on the news. They said, and they still do. I mean, you look at the local news in Atlanta; it doesn't matter if it's CBS, Fox, any of the local stations. I mean, literally, there's commercials, in, there's in between that says sponsored by Pfizer. To see the actual the actual broadcast, the local Cox Media radio stations are sponsored by Pfizer. I mean, they yeah. have infiltrated so many places now that people are so busy. I mean, you th- most people are just busy living, trying to survive and take care of their families. The only opportunity yeah. they get is what's on the mainstream news, and that's all they see. Yeah. And well, think about think about right. this. Yeah. Here, here's the question I have: Is when in our history as a nation has our government mandated the purchase of of materials or you know products from a for profit business, you know Moderna right. and Pfizer, they're not doing this. J and J, they're not doing this out of the goodness of their heart. These people are making bank, and Big our bank. government, our government is mandating that we we all take this product that is from a for profit, and yep. that alone should give everybody pause to go wait a minute. Mm-hmm. If if this is going to be mandated, then then Moderna can't Moderna can't uh, benefit from this financially. Um, they've got it. They've got to. We've got to do something different here. We got to figure this out. And so that's where the mistrust comes from. 
But mm-hmm. man, if you read that report from the New York Times that came out over the weekend yeah. about how they were, how they, and, and what they said was the reason that they didn't release it was they didn't want the public to misinterpret it. It's like, so you're saying we're too stupid to realize what you're doing. Yeah. And that's the most insulting thing is like, you know, people, you know, it's so funny people who are, you know, the, they tend to think that a, that a plumber or a mm-hmm. farmer or a, or a tradesperson just, you know, they just need to be helped because they're just too stupid to go to college. The right. smartest man I have ever met in my life was a farmer I met out West when I was working with a <clears throat> prison fellowship and right. he was the smartest man I had well read and he was a farmer and I'm like, okay, these, uh, you, you can have your college professors who were, you know, saying that their gender is Zim Zai, Zuzai, Ziza. Yes, right. My, my, Excellent. my, pro, my pronoun is Scooby Dooby and do. <laughs> So yeah, I'm just you know I'm 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 just like you, Timothy. I'm over it, and I think the comics, I I, you know, not that I'm trying to you know make our profession more noble than it really is, but it's the comics that were always even in the 18th century. They were the ones that were getting in trouble that were out making light of things. And George Carlin and Lenny Bruce, I tell you, my brother, are rolling over in their graves right now, Mm -hmm. going, "What in the world has comedy become?" Comedy yeah. always spoke to power. It always spoke, no matter if it was left, right, or in the middle, they always spoke to power. And you watch those old Johnny Carson clips, man. That guy hit the left, he hit the right. He picked on Reagan, he picked on uh, anybody. Yeah, you're he right. On he, did. he did it. He did it all. And it was like, now, man, for them, we have a sadly. Who, I don't know if you heard a speech today. The guy could not, he, he was slurring everything. And yeah. I'm like going, all right, somebody give him his meds, but yeah, they bad. run they run cover on him. And it's like, can you imagine if you and I had a late night show, the material we would have just on Biden and Kamala Harris alone, well, but you don't, you don't see it. You don't yeah, see it. it. It is. It is amazing. And it's just, it was a comedy show in, right in front of you. And of course, uh, the left runs cover for all of it. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything, nothing against um, Kamala Harris. I have nothing against her personally, but when they have her, they put her up in front of a microphone. It is like she has never been in front of an audience to speak before. Yeah. She, she has no knowledge well, of what she's saying. Yeah. She just talks in circles and it makes right. no and sense. She, yeah. And she just, and she just said that there was uh, the other part that I thought was just mind boggling. It's like, darling, you need to read your briefs. Um, she said, there has been 70 years of peace in Europe. And you're like, really? 70 years of peace in Europe? Uh, whoa. You, know? you missed a few, so, you missed a few uh, things. You missed a few things there, miss. So yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Uh, it, it's frustrating. And then the little word salad that she had when she didn't know what she was talking about. Well, what we have here is we need, we need to be very aware of what's going on right now. And then she gives this word salad answer. And if you read this, if you look at, like when you're listening to her speak, you're like, kind of like, okay, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? But when you look at the transcript, you go, yes. Oh my gosh, this is, I would get an F, you know, I would get an F in in freshman English. It's like, you know, I I I would get an F. I told my wife that the other day. She, I said, look what she just said that was in print. So I read it. I was like, that is like when you got it, did a book report in the fifth grade and you didn't read mm-hmm. the book. That's right. And you're just yeah, making something right. up. That's right. There was this there was this person and they did this thing 
and the thing was like um, part of the story and and, and the story was that this guy did a thing and and the thing that was in the story and then it came to an end that's so funny that's that's what it sounds like it's it's funny but i'm with you man comedy people need to get out on the the comedians and and like you said i I used to mean I why I would live in college or in my early thirties to watch Letterman because although Letterman yep. was probably left leaning, he didn't do that. He just did funny stuff. Yeah. And he uh, down the middle. Yeah. Carson for the most part he drew down the middle. Yeah. Of course Jen, Leno, yeah. of course Leno did too, and Fallon did for a Leno. while. I think Fallon, Fallon did for a while. Forced. That's exactly he was right. Forced. I don't, he was forced. He he was forced. His hand was forced. And and that's the thing. It's like sometimes you gotta be willing to sacrifice. And I love the guy that uh, that from one of the one of the candidates for the nominees for the Oscars for uh, for what was it uh, or Emmys or something for uh, Yellowstone said I'm not showing up oh, because yeah, of the vexing uh, yeah. it yeah and it's like I'm not showing up and so you have these guys like the the Adam the Adam Baldwin's not he's not one of the Baldwin brothers but Adam Baldwin Jeff Rose these different actors that are you yeah. know. Uh, LA actors that are like going, no, I'm not going to bend the knee. Um, yeah. They're just, they're broomed. And I, 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 I remember, here's the set. Whoopi Goldberg was a funny comic. Oh, she I was, yes, she was great. She was amazing. And now she's an angry, just, I, and it makes me so sad. And it's like, and, and I tell people all the time, I'm old enough to remember when Whoopi Goldberg was funny. And I loved yep. her stuff. And and I think now, but here's the thing I'm concerned about is that isn't that kind of cultural appropriation to take on the name Goldberg to the Jews? Is that not cultural appropriation? But hey, yeah, that's a good try. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, did she have some kind of family? I knew she no, was a single no, mom. No, she had a she baby when she was real real young. No, she just liked. She just said that she liked. She like identified with the Jews. Thought it was cool. Wow, so, isn't that real, amazing? No, after what she yeah, just real said. Yeah, her real name is Karen. Her real name is Karen Johnson, and so Karen is kind of funny. That is her real name. Yeah, she but is the a fact Karen. that yeah that she made that statement about the Jews doubled down on it, and it's like you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you when you hear that, you just go, "Who is paying? Somebody is just somebody is paying you to do some of the things that these people say is like you have to be getting paid like a million bucks to stick to this. That's the only way you would do it." <laughs> It just yeah. makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. So I'm like you. I pray that comics can step out there on the ledge again where it's a little bit dangerous, like the way it's supposed to be. That's how the comics mm-hmm. that we grew up loving so much, you know, Carlin, you know, all those guys prior and all them, you may not like their language, but man, they stepped out there on the edge and sometimes fell off of it. But at least they were they were pushing the envelope and it's uh it's frightening now. So uh, the reason I started doing this podcast was just to talk to other people. They don't we don't have to always agree, but we all, I think, have to know that there's something going on very strange, and we just we don't have to look very far north to know that there, yeah, some is a danger afoot, and it's not very far from our doorsteps. So no, um, you're right, brother. You're absolutely right. We we better wake keep, up. So yeah, man, keep ringing the bell, my friend. Keep, I am on this podcast and keep ringing the bell. I'm gonna ring it. I don't care if twelve people or six people. Let's do it. That's a few extra that may not ever heard. That's all that matters. Least, if there's a couple, hey, that. I've got people at work that would have never thought would agree with this, but I just go around and talk. I go, hey man, what do you think? Oh yeah, that doesn't make any sense. A lot of people feel alone, like they can't say anything because they feel like, That's am true. I the only? Am I the only one that no. thinks like this? I'm like, no, you're sure. not. 
Yeah, Hey, I appreciate your time, man. And we'll have to do this again soon. But uh, absolutely sharing your heart. Yeah, and I'll keep you updated. Yeah, and I'll keep you updated on the stuff in Canada. And if something new comes along, I'll I'll shoot that over to you. Pass it to me. I'd love to share it. All right, my friend. All right, take care. God bless you, Steve. God bless you, buddy. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye.